Welcome to the Money Diaries. I am your host, Nicole Ayub, and I am the founder of Wall Street Girl Next Door. Here at the Money Diaries, we are going to be untangling the emotional relationship we have with our money and having an intimate conversation about the sides of money we never talk about. We will be diving into fear, shame, money wounds, habits, behaviors, and how we can heal them to have a beautiful and healthy relationship with our money. Here we go. Welcome back to The Money Diaries. I'm so excited to have you here on this episode. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about wealth and what wealth means and why it's important for each of us to think about what the importance of wealth is to us. So wealth is very personal. We each get to decide what does wealth mean to me and what are the things that I value as wealth. And so wealth doesn't mean just financial wealth. It doesn't mean just having a ton of money in the bank. Wealth is way beyond money. And there's so many other aspects of wealth that I feel like we don't focus on or consider wealth. But really, we each get to decide like the aspects, like what defines wealth to me. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I used to view wealth and then how I view wealth today. So when I was growing up and when I was younger, I used to view wealth as you have the biggest house on the block, you have the nice, shiny, fancy cars in the driveway and the fancy clothes. And that to me defined wealth. I also had this perception that wealth was something that you had to work really hard for and you worked really hard so you could buy that lifestyle. And the thing about that lifestyle, and I just know this from working with private clients in high net worth and ultra high net worth in the ultra high net worth space is when you have that level of lifestyle, you have to support it. And so there's an element of I'm going to get to this level and I'm going to have the big house and the shiny car and maybe the boat or even a plane, whatever it is to have that level. And then you have to keep working to maintain that lifestyle. And so when I was younger and growing up, I thought, okay, you hustle, you make a lot of money. That's what wealth means to me. And then you have to keep working just as hard in order to maintain that lifestyle. And that's a lifestyle creep. And so that lifestyle creep can come in at any time at any demographic that can no matter how much money you're making lifestyle creep can happen. And so what lifestyle creep is, as you make more money, your lifestyle gets bigger and more expensive, which is not the way to build wealth, you build wealth by earning more money and then diversifying it across your net worth and doing the other aspects of what defines wealth to you. And so back when I was younger, that was my vision that I had for wealth. And that's what I thought to find it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's just where I was at that point. And we can go ahead and change our narrative around money and finances and what defines these things at any point. And so it's not that there's a right or wrong answer, or it's like, okay, that shouldn't define wealth. That's just where I was at that time. And that was 
also I feel like kind of brought up with like the whole American dream thing, you know, you get like the big corporate job and you wear a suit or like the business suit and you go to like your job and then you have like all this big lifestyle. That's how I envisioned it in my head. And then as that's shifted, that's not today what wealth means to me at all. And so it's actually quite the opposite where now wealth means to me that I have time and I have freedom. Time and freedom are the two most important things to me. And the two go hand in hand. You know, when you have the type of wealth that you want that can give you freedom, that gives you time. And that's what defines freedom to me is when I'm able to do what I want with my time and do the things that I love. And not necessarily living this big high lifestyle that I have to keep hustling to maintain. And also, as I've gotten older, I realize how important health is. So if you're hustling so much that your health is deteriorating, that's an aspect of wealth. Health is wealth. That is 100% an aspect of wealth. And so this is where I think it's really important to start thinking about these things from that type of holistic mindset of it's like, let me look at the bigger picture and see what is wealth really mean to me? And what are the aspects that are most important to me? And maybe it is that you want the big house or, you know, the penthouse or whatever it is, like, maybe that's what it is that you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at what cost is it going to take to get there? Because there's always an opportunity cost that comes with these types of decisions and where we decide to focus our attention and focus where we're putting our energy towards. So if you do want that, then what other aspects do you have to sacrifice in order to get that? And I was having this conversation with a coworker yesterday, and we were talking about someone that makes a lot of money, but has a really big lifestyle, and then has to keep making so much money in order to support that lifestyle. And I just know from seeing private clients, how None of this really goes away when you make more money, you know, like you still have to be able to maintain the house or houses and all of the things that you buy. And even like talk about debt, like people still can be very much like over leveraged, meaning having high amounts of debt on big portfolios. So people can have millions of millions of dollars, even tens of millions of dollars, but leverage that money so much. So borrowing against that money in their portfolio to such a degree that they actually don't have the freedom that it looks like they do on paper. And so that's where it looks can be very deceiving on paper. And you can also say like, oh, I have all this money, but do you really have the freedom from it? Because that's ultimately what I think from conversations that I've had, and I can speak for myself personally, people ultimately want to have the freedom that comes with high amounts of wealth, being able to travel and do the things that they want, being able to have time to spend with their family and their loved ones or their children. That's like ultimately the wealth flex, right? Like it's being able to do those things. And I know that I did a post on this at one point and compare these two scenarios. If you have somebody that makes $500,000 a year, which is a lot of money, 
you have somebody making 500 grand, half a million dollars a year, but they work 80 to 100 hours a week. They aren't, they don't have time to work out or do any of the hobbies that they enjoy doing. They are so tired by the time that they get home that they don't have time to invest in their family or their loved ones or social life or anything like that. They're too tired to go to the gym or work out or do any type of exercise that can help them mentally and emotionally because they're just so drained and there isn't enough time to do that. But they have, they make 500 grand and maybe they live in, the top floor of your apartment building, or they've got, you know, the big house on the corner. So maybe they have that and they've got all the cash in the bank. And then take the other scenario where you have somebody that makes significantly less money and has works normal hours, is able to exercise and spend time with their loved ones and come home after work and still have energy to give to the people around them and to do things that they love to travel to be able to disconnect. Like who really has the wealthier life? And we each get to define that. So we get to determine that we're in control of that. And I think it's really important to start thinking about the aspects of wealth that you value the most, because those are the areas that you should be focusing on. And what does it take to get there? And maybe for me, I have shifted my mindset and my what I want from I don't need the biggest house on the block and I don't need the fancy car in the driveway and the nicest handbag at the table. I don't need that anymore. I want to be able to, my personal time has become the most valuable thing to me because you can always make more money. Like that is something we have control over. If you want to make more money, you can find a way to do that, but you can't find a way to make more time. So time and energy to me are my two scarcest resources. And there are times where I have limited amount of energy and capacity because of, you know, work and everything on my plate, that I'm very conscious of that, of where am I focusing my time and my energy? And is it going towards the things that I want it to be going to that are making me happy and bringing me joy? And so that's how I think about wealth now, because time and energy, like those are scarce resources. And so that's just how my idea and my perception of wealth has shifted as my mindset has shifted, as my priorities have shifted. And also just as I've grown up a little bit more and those just those things, which is what they are, like those things just don't have that much importance to me. Now, I'm not saying that I just want to live a comfortable lifestyle at this point. That's a big shift to go from this idea of what you think wealth should look like and then shifting it to what actually is it that makes me happy and makes me feel like I have a fulfilled life. Because that's what wealth is. And wealth is so beyond money. And we need to think about wealth beyond money and not just wealth defining what our bank account defining what wealth is to each of us. It's so much more than that. And so I just want to encourage everyone to take some time and think about what does wealth actually mean to me? And what does having like like being a wealthy person actually mean and what does that idea mean to me because it really is personal i can't define what wealth should be for you and you can't define what wealth should mean for me and 
Each of us has our own story and our own path and our own priorities. But I think that it's really important to think about that because a lot of us might think, oh, because I have debt or I rent my apartment and I don't own a home or because I drive a car that's 10 years old, I'm not wealthy. But you might have the time and the freedom and your health and thinking about wealth from that perspective, you might be an extremely wealthy person. And so it's not just thinking about wealth in terms of in a monetary sense, but wealth is way beyond money. And so I just want to encourage everyone to really think about what you decide wealth means to you and then focus on that and direct your attention towards that. And also that's like a mindset shift is when you start seeing how wealthy your life is. And that's just where the gratitude piece comes in and being able to recognize all of the amazing things that we can have in our life that we can maybe be jaded to or take for granted on a daily basis and maybe not think of aspects of wealth. And so when we think about that, maybe a lot of us are wealthier than what we think. There's also one aspect of wealth that I really want to touch on because wealth can be the biggest illusion ever. And what I mean by that is we can judge and gauge wealth by so many things on the outside. And we can see someone driving a brand new luxury car and having, you know, wearing luxury items and say like, oh, that person has a lot of money, they're wealthy, but we never know what's going on behind the curtain. And you never know what somebody else's balance sheet looks like. But we can perceive that that person is extremely wealthy. And that's not always the case. A lot of the times you'd be very surprised at how much debt people go into in order to look wealthy. And that's where people really get in trouble is by trying to have this illusion or creating the picture that they are wealthy, that they go into debt to look wealthy, financially wealthy. And really what's happening behind the curtain is the car is, you know, they're paying $1,000 a month or more for the car. They are putting all these luxury items on debt. They're not, they're paying for all of this luxury lifestyle that they really can't afford. And they're not saving for their future because they're creating this illusion because they want people to perceive them as wealthy. Or maybe this is what they need in order to feel like they have wealth. There can be a multitude of different reasons. But I just want people to understand that that's not always the case. You would be very surprised at how of the lifestyle that people who have incredible amounts of money live. Not all of them drive fancy cars and wear Gucci belts. Like, it's just not the way everybody is. A lot of people drive very basic cars and they can live in nice homes, but it's not flaunting it. And so I just always want to point out that there is this element to wealth of wanting people, people wanting to create the image of wealth. But really, it can be the person who has the money in the bank 
and has is on track for their retirement and is driving the used car or, you know, is doing the things that aren't being visibly seen as wealthy, but they're on track to go ahead and have their financial freedom at a certain point, or maybe they have it now. And so we just never know what's actually happening behind the curtain. And a lot of the times I feel like as a society, there has been something created, and this is just pure marketing, where you always want to keep up with what everybody else is doing. And right now we live in a time where I've never seen, especially like in Manhattan, it is just so apparent, more luxury brands and all like people are just draped in all of this like luxury belts, shoes, bags. And that industry compared to 10 years ago or 20 years ago, that industry used to be very exclusive. And it is no longer exclusive to the point to where those companies are now targeting that demographic. And people are going into debt for these types of things. And hey, I've done it. I have been guilty of that myself. I did that in my 20s, which I talked about on another episode of this podcast. I've done that. Like I've put a luxury bag on my credit card that I could not afford, but I wanted it because I wanted to create the illusion that I could afford the bag and that my other people around me had that same type of bag and I didn't want to be the one without it. So I don't even know how much of it was for me. It was for me to keep up with other people, you know? And so I'm not saying like, I've been there and I've done that more times, you know, than I'm proud of. So I totally get it. And it, you know, and I had to work through that. I had to get through the other side of it's like, this is actually creating, this is setting me back so much in my life and in my, and it's taking away from my future because I'm trying to keep up with this image that I'm trying to create that everybody else around me is trying to create. And that's really what it was. And so I just always want to point out that aspect of wealth of that just because someone might seem like they're exuding a lot of wealth, we never know what it looks like behind the curtain. And to always like if and to check in with yourself on that and to really evaluate like your life and your spending and the lifestyle that you're living, because so many people are living paycheck to paycheck and they make well into six figures and they're living paycheck to paycheck because they're maxing out their lifestyle. And that's exactly what that is, is people tend to max out their lifestyle instead of maxing out saving for retirement and putting money into their investment accounts. The things that are actually going to give you freedom, people steer away from because they want to have the big apartment. Or, I mean, here in New York, it's kind of insane how much like people pay for like parking garages and to have a car in New York. Like, these are all things that are lifestyle creeps that if you really want to reach your goals, you need to evaluate where your money's going. And that's just why goals are so important is because when you see like, oh, maybe I could save some money here, or is this really a necessity? Or is this a want? Is this going to get me closer? Maybe you want to buy your first home, or you have a trip that you want to take, or you want to have kids, and you need to start saving for that. Or maybe you have kids, and you want to help them with college. These are all things to think about and that affects your lifestyle. And a lot of times people don't want their lifestyle to change. And so they don't want to create goals or look at their spending. And so 
I just encourage you to look at your lifestyle and see if your lifestyle is getting in the way of your goals and start thinking about your goals and seeing where in your life could you make some adjustments in order to get your financial picture in order. There are so many people that I talk to that live these very comfortable lifestyles and they're not saving anything. They're not putting any money towards investment investments. They're not maxing out their 401ks. Like the things that we should have as priorities get put on the back burner after our lifestyle. And we need to flip that narrative. So what needs to, what should be happening, and this is where coming in and working with a coach can help, or if you have a financial advisor or whoever it is that you work with in the financial industry, having this conversation and saying, does my lifestyle match my goals? And you start with your goals and then you build your lifestyle around it, not the other way around. And a lot of times we have the lifestyle and then we adjust our financial situation and our goals to match our lifestyle. And you really should be prioritizing what your goals are and where you want to go and thinking about your financial future. It is so important to really start evaluating that because the longer that you put off investing in your future and in yourself and in your retirement, it's just going to take you that much longer to get to your goals and your financial freedom. And so it's just really important the sooner that you can start making these shifts and making these adjustments to your lifestyle, the more on track that you'll be. And it can be a really scary thing. And it can feel like, oh, maybe I'm behind, like, I'm just gonna kind of give up on this. And I'll deal with it next year, I'll deal with it next year. And then you keep putting it off and putting it off. Or people think I don't have enough extra money in order to start saving or to put money into any type of investment account, or I don't have enough money to contribute to my retirement plan. And I always challenge people on that. And that's where paying yourself first comes in. And what that means is that you take money from your paycheck and have it put into your 401k automatically, take money from your checking account and put it where it needs to go in order for you to meet those goals like on payday. And so when you pay yourself first, you're prioritizing your financial health and your goals instead of let me see if I have money left over at the end of the month. I know for myself, and I'm barely financially responsible, like, it's hard for me to do that. Like I do that sometimes where I'm like, I have some extra money, I'm going to put it into my checking or put it into my savings account or my investment account. But I automate everything. Because when money goes into my checking account, that's it's in my checking account for a reason. And luckily, I have everything automated to where I pay myself first, money goes where it needs to go first, and then I have my money that I live off of. So this is where checking your spending and seeing they never really estimate accurately how much their lifestyle costs them. And so it's really important to look at that and then to see what adjustments you can make in order to reach your financial goals. Because it can be once you start to get a little momentum, like a little momentum can go so far. It really can. And even if you can only start with like $100 a month going into your savings account or going into a checking account, it's better to do $100 than be like, okay, well, I don't have $1,000 to put away. So I'm not going to do it at all. So even the smallest amount adds up. 
And so just start where you are, start with what you can. And especially if you really do want to have financial freedom and build financial wealth in order to give you that time that you want or the freedom that you want, investing really is going to be the thing that gets you there. And I don't talk about investing a lot at all, basically on this podcast. But what I will say is when you start investing your money, that's when your money starts making money. And that's when you start to see your money compound. So it builds on each other. The money that you have, it builds and it builds and it builds and you just keep it there and you let it grow. And that's really how your money starts to work for you. Instead of, I just need to make more money and keep making more money and more money and keep making more and more and more. That leads to burnout. And that leads to, I mean, at the end of the day, like you can always keep making more money and there's always more money to be made. I do believe that and that we are available to have more, welcome more money into our life. But also being smart with your money and the money that comes in, making sure that you can multiply that. And so that's where being really smart and diligent with your money comes in instead of money in, money out. And then I need to make more money. And then I'm going to have this big lifestyle that I need to keep supporting and supporting coming in. Think about your lifestyle. Think about the money that you have and what you can do to support what you have and to really reach your financial goals. Because it is possible. And I think a lot of the times people think that their goals aren't really possible for them. And then they don't start. This is where support can come in. Having somebody to help you create a roadmap to reaching your goals and also hold you accountable. Accountability is huge. But also to help you figure out what's important to you. And sometimes we need that support of somebody to go ahead and hear what our goals are, hear what we want our financial life to look like. And to hear that it can be possible if we do these things. Because having the financial life that you want, having the type of wealth that you want is possible. But it just takes awareness and it takes some work and it takes diligence, honestly, and consistency. These things just don't really happen overnight. It takes work and it takes being, putting things in order and making some sacrifices. Everybody's story is different. Everybody's circumstances are different. And so it's going to take different things for different people. But what I would say is going back to wealth, like really think what defines wealth to you. What are the most important parts of wealth? What are the parts of wealth you want to build or that you want to get to? And then think about your lifestyle. Am I trying to create an illusion that I'm wealthier than I am? For what reason? Why am I doing that? What is causing that? Evaluate that. Like do some dig, like dig deep. And really try to identify, why am I doing that? Why is this important to me instead of me putting money away for my future? Where are my priorities right now? Because where your money goes, those are your priorities. It's as simple as that. So if you keep spending your money frivolously, that's those are your priorities. If you have different priorities and you want to shift them, then you need to shift where your money's going. And so this can be, this is also like a very heavy topic. Like it's a lot. It can be a lot and it can be very overwhelming. I totally get it. And so this is where you can just take some time, journal about it. I always tell people I'm a big journaler, but journal about where you can start journaling about this. I think it's so important to journal about your money because it's therapeutic and it's like you can get a lot of things out in a cathartic way. 
and it gets things out of our head. And so if you start journaling about your goals and how you're feeling about your goals and maybe this idea of wealth, like those are things to start journaling about. I mean, this podcast is called The Money Diaries because it's like we go to our diary with these types of things because there's a reason that there's something healing and therapeutic about a diary or a journal, whatever you want to call it. Because once you start writing, you never know what's going to come out. And it's just a very honest way to do some emotional. It's just a way in order for you to really see where you're at with things. And so that's just what I would challenge you to do today is think about those ideas, journal or think about wealth, maybe talk about it with somebody too. I always encourage people to have these conversations. If there's one person in your life that you have that you can talk to and say like, hey, you know, what does wealth mean to you when somebody says that? Like, what are the aspects of wealth? Like have a conversation with somebody about it. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, pen to paper and then start to look at your lifestyle and see if there's ways that you are maybe trying to give the idea or the illusion of wealth that is taking away from really Here's Gunner. I don't think I've talked about Gunner on this podcast yet, but Gunner is my little multi-poo and he sits in my lap while I do this podcast. And so here he is. <laughs> Gunner just threw me off. But think about your lifestyle. Think about your lifestyle and think about if there really are areas in your life that maybe are taking away from the things that you truly value as wealth or that you want to get to. So I had to do that in my own life because like I said, right now, the most important valuable thing to me is time and health. Those are the aspects that I value the most in wealth, more so than what I thought at one point in my life. And so I just challenge you to think about those things today. I would love to hear what your thoughts or what came up for you during this podcast. And if you do spend some time journaling about it, I would absolutely love to hear what came up for you guys. So thanks for joining me and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Money Diaries. I always encourage you to reach out to me with any comments, questions, or if you need support, or if there's any topics you would like covered on an episode of The Money Diaries. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Wall Street Girl Next Door. And I will see you on our next episode.